0: Hello and good morning from where you are listening from, it's my hope and prayer God has kept you in good health and faith. Today we talk on God's character of Him being a covenant keeping God and how we too should translate it to our day-to-day living as Christians. In the creation story, we read of how man was created God stopped and thought about it and executed his plan to make man in his own image and likeness, and as he did so, and so it was good. He went on and commissioned them to rule and subdue the earth. That's in Genesis chapter 1, 27 to 28, which says this, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him, male and female, He created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and birds of the air and of every living creature that moves on the ground. You see? And we see in the later chapters, like chapter 2, verse 15, It says, the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And if I jump to uh, verse 19, it says, Now the Lord God had formed out of the grounds all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to man to see what they would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock and the birds of the air and all the beasts of the field. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. You see, the command was clear and God supported man on the responsibility he had given him to rule over the earth and all over, over his creation. But as we know, man failed. He failed by listening to the serpent, and I believe that uh, that was the bone of contention that until now we are suffering off. Inasmuch as man was justified to blame God for creating serpent as he did, they had a question to answer, and it pissed God because his question was why? Why did you listen to the snake? What was the original command? To be ruler over it and not to negotiate or rather give in to its demand. And by that sin was born. And it is what we carry from the moment we are born. But praise be to our Lord Jesus Christ so through him. We have a redemption and an access to the first love that Adam and Eve experienced while in the garden of Eden. Uh, The creation story, a covenant established by God. God enters into a covenant by himself and sets them as foundations. When Israelites sin and God uh, wanted to show them that they won't succeed, or if he wanted to bring a revival despite of the situation seemingly looking hopeless, he says, If there is any who can break the covenant I made between night and day, then let him break. You can find that in Jeremiah 33 from verse 20 to 26. Now, in the book of Job chapter 41, uh, we we are introduced to this creature by the name of Leviathan, which is described by God, and I read of its description in Job chapter forty one it says, Can you pull in the Leviathan with a fish hook or tie down his tank with a rope? Can you put a cord through his nose or pierce his jaws with a hook? Will he keep begging you for mercy? Will he speak to you with a gentle words? Will he make an agreement with you for you take him as your slave for life? Can you make a pet of him like a bird or put him on a leash for your girls? Will traders butter, butter for him? Will they divide him up among the merchants? Can you fill his eyes with harpoons or his head with fishing spears? If you lay a hand on him, you will remember the struggle and never do it again. Any hope of subduing him is false, and mere sight of him is overpowering. No one is fierce enough to rose him. Who then is able to stand against me? Who has claim against me that I must pay? Everything under heaven belongs to me. I will not fail to speak of his limbs, his strength and his graceful form. Who can strip off his coat? Who will approach him with a bridle? Who dares open the doors of his mouth ringed about with fearsome teeth? His back has rows of shield tightly sealed together. Each is so close to the next that no air can pass between. They are joined fast to one another. They cling together and cannot be parted. His sneezing throws out flashing of light. His eyes are like the rose of dawn. Firebrands stream from his mouth. Spark of fire shoot out. Smoke pours from his nostril as from boiling pot over a fire of reeds. His breath set coals ablaze. And flames darts from his mouth, strength reside in his neck, dismay goes before him. The folds folds of his flesh are tightly joined, they are firm and immovable. His chest is hard as rock, hard as a lower milestone. When he rises up, the mighty are terrified. They retreat before his thrashing. The sword that reaches him has no effect, nor does the spear or the dart or the javelin. Iron he treats like straw and bronze like rotten wood. Arrows do not make him flee. Slingstones are like chaff to him. A club seems to him but a piece of straw. He laughs at the rattling of the lance. His undersides are jagged pot shards, leaving a trail in the mud like a threshing sledge. He makes the depths of churn like a boiling cauldron and stirs up the sea like a pot of ointment. Behind him he leaves a glistening wake one will think the deep had white hair. Nothing on earth is equal a creature without fear. He looks down on all, the, all that are haughty. He is king over all that are proud. You see, this was a kind of creature which no one would have subdued, but created by God himself. It was a thorn in the flesh to human living because of it's mon- monstrous feature. Levithan is a serpent and a symbol of Israel's enemies and also used to describe or illustrate powerful and cruel kings. Psalms 104.26 confirms God's hand in creating the Levithan by saying, There, there the ships go to and fro and the Leviathan, which you formed to frolic there. Leviathan was compared to the modern-day crocodile, but I don't think we, in the AD generation, saw it because by the time uh, of Job 41, God had already caused its extinction. In Job 3.8, Job says, may those who curse days curse that day, those who are ready to rouse Leviathan, you see? Job in his lamentation cast the day and uh, compares it to the days of Leviathan. In Psalm 74:14, says, It was you who crushed the heads of Leviathan and gave him as food to the creatures of the desert. The Leviathan was symbolic of God's deliverance to Israel's enemy. Like Isaiah 27, verse 1 says, In that day, the Lord will punish with his sword his fierce, great and powerful sword. Leviathan, the gliding serpent. Leviathan, the coiling serpent, he will slay the monster of the sea. You see? Despite God creating the Leviathan, uh, he had to destroy it because it was unsubduable. It couldn't be subdued to man and god's covenant with man was for he to be ruler over all you see our god is a covenant keeping god and this should translate to us also Uh, we may have not seen uh, leviathan but we 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 saw our or heard of the dinosaurs they too are extinct despite of the fierceness features. Why? Because they ate each other. It's the same way we live in competition, wanting all to ourselves, living in a me, myself, and I state. That shouldn't be the case, and as a conclusion, I urge you, my brother and sister, let us live As the Bible in Romans 12, which I read, it says this, uh, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of you has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are uh, many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophecy, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourself. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it's time, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord on the contrary. If your enemy is angry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Thank you and be blessed.